The Kids present Diagnosis Multiverse. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening, and welcome back to Diagnosis Multiverse. It has been quite the long journey. Last time, Doc was in, and we reviewed What If, and of course, the Disney Plus series What If came out last August. Now, as we are ratcheting up the excitement, the mania to head into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we bring you today the Dark Hold. Doc, how are you? I am great, Angus. This was a this was quite the fun reading adventure. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Oh my gosh, yes. This is just the beginning, kids, of our coverage of all things strange leading up to the premiere of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Today we're covering the Dark Hold. In our next episode of Diagnosis Multiverse, which is coming very shortly, we are going to cover the Illuminati. This month our comic book character of the month is America Chavez, and I will review her comic book arcs. And then finally, Doc will be back, and we will be reviewing Doctor Strange, A Separate Reality, the trade paperback. All of this in support of what's going to be, I'm already sensing there's going to be a lot of shockwaves here, Doc, that are going to come out of this movie, and Marvel's already begun to blow open the doors to the multiverse, as we saw in Spider-Man, but now I really think with Sam Raimi behind the helm, and what we're expecting out of Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange, and everything that we've seen in the reviews, this is going to be pretty gonzo. I, I agree 100%. I think this is going to really change the course of the... Of the MCU, which uh, I think it could use a little shakeup, so I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. I agree, Doc. I agree, and I'm sensing that Marvel, and this being Kevin Foggy and company, want to break away from the formulaic nature of many of their films, and this indeed will bust open those doors, particularly when we're going to be bringing in characters that are non-traditional, that have been deemed, oh, maybe third-tier, second-tier characters at best, and probing into the mystical, the occult, and all sorts of different facets here, lots of alien, other dimensional beings. This is going to be exciting. Now, Doc, I think a good place to start our conversation is to go to Ralph Macchio's introduction to The Dark Hold, The Complete Collection, this Book of Sins, which is a 2018 trade paperback, which brings together the entire Book of Sins series, which I believe is a 16-issue series. And then, of course, the prelude to that was the Midnight Suns event and series that ramped up to that. And there's a couple other issues in here which feature Doctor Strange. And Macchio says that The Dark Hold even not knowing exactly what it is, there is something about the word that seems to bespeak things hidden and horrifying. Before delving into the shadowy labyrinths of the occult collection, some history of the dread books is in order to better facilitate your appreciation. And this is where Macho begins to connect the dots here. And you're going to quickly see, and we're already getting a preview of this, and The Eternals being one of those films, where stuff is going to start to fall into place here for devout MCU fans. Originally, it was not a single volume. Rather, it was an enormous series of parchments written by the very hand of the demon. And is that, Doc, I know you're a Lovecraftian kind of guy. Would you pronounce that demon Kathan, C-H-T? 
T-H-O-N. That's how I've been saying it in my head, yeah. Yeah, okay. It was later collected into a single tome we've come to know as the Darkhold, although within as many pages as the collected knowledge of all that could be called black magic. It is quite significantly one more thing, a gateway through which Cathan can make his eventual return to this lowly plane of existence. In a time out of mind, elder gods, such as he, were being driven from the sphere by newer deities. When Cathan made his exit, he left his multi-purpose tome behind to serve as a touchstone to him for his worshippers. And here you go. Machio is very overt about this. All very Lovecraftian. Doc, this is the Necronomicon, man. Extremely. <laughs> yes, it is. Which even makes it even more apropos that Sam Raimi is directing the Doctor Strange movie. I mean, come on, how perfect is that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, those Evil Dead films are just ripe with all of this. So you're right. There is no better director here based on experience. The Book of Sins, as it is also known, has had many who have taken temporary possession of it throughout the impossibly lengthy history. Its countless malign spells corrupted many souls. Most recently, the Sorcerer Supreme of our dimension, Doctor Strange, gained possession of the Darkhold, where he keeps it in his Greenwich Village domicile, or so it has been rumored. Why is this terrible tome so sought after? It is because there is unlimited power in countless incantations it contains, and this is where the Darkhold touches upon many corners of the larger Marvel Universe. It was the sorceress Morgan Le Fay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Authorian legend Morgan Le Fay? Wait a second. Dane Whitman? The Black Knight? The Eternals? Oh, okay, here we go. Morgan Le Fay has had a long record of appearances in Marvel titles, causing all sorts of magical mayhem. Next, the King of the Undead, Dracula himself. Whoa, 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 Doc, Dracula? Blade? Here we go, here we go. Once acquired the book because it contained the awesome spells that both created and could utterly eradicate all vampires. Baron Gregor Rossoff of Transylvania acquired the Darkhold, and it was responsible for his descent into lycanthropy. His descendant, young, oh, werewolf by night doc, Jack Russell, also suffered the same affliction and became Marvel's own werewolf by night. In a fascinating coincidence, the place at which Cathan would be most likely to re-enter the world would be Wondagore Mountain in Transia, a doc. It has been hinted that Scarlet Witch currently resides in that region, and that's where she ran off to after WandaVision. This location happens to have been the home of the High Evolutionary, one of the great creations of the unforgettable Lee Kirby era. A small portion of Cathan once possessed Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, who has played an indispensable role in both the Avengers and the X-Men continuities. I bring these examples to your attention so you Marvelites will be aware of how important this much-coveted book is in the Marvel mythos. The Darkhold also has a counterpart volume that resides in Doctor Strange's dwelling, the Book of Vashante. The Darkhold is the repository of all things relating to black magic, while the Vashante is its true opposite, containing the benevolent spells of white magic. Now that you have had a bit of background on the Darkhold lore, let's dive into the actual stories we've so generously brought your way in this wondrous collection. The overarching idea, the single thread that unites the narratives you're about to read is that some pages of the Book of Sins were taken from it and scattered by a monk named Saint 
Brendan in the 12th century. He did this for altruistic purposes. Eventually, another monk named Alfric was able to reunite most of them. However, some pages went missing, and attempts to locate them is what this timeless text you've purchased is all about. If those missing pages could be located, the mayhem that would ensue would be staggering. One such seeker is Lilith, the Queen of Evil, awakened from ages of slumber, with her goal being to shatter the dimensional barrier that keeps Cathan and his ilk from entering our reality. She is quite a formidable lady, and it will take an alliance of beings such as our world has never seen to stop her. The stakes are about as high as can be imagined, our very reality as we know it, and that makes for some healthy fodder for our dark hole tales. You lucky horror fanciers are about to be plunged headlong into a series of enscrolled narratives featuring such stalkers of the night as Ghost Rider, the Scarlet Witch, Modred the Mystic, Blade the Vampire Slayer, and many others. It's a potent potpourri of titanic forces in pursuit of an elusive goal. Much of this thermaturgical wonderment is brought to you courtesy of the twin talents of writer Chris Cooper and artist Richard Case. Now, he goes on to laud on Cooper and Case, which is great, but the other team represented in here, we have James DeMantis and Mark Buckingham in this collection. And pretty much the remainder of this is louding onto those creatives, which we will get into when we review some of these works and highlight them. But he finishes up by saying, now, turn down the lights, still bright enough to read by, and find a quiet corner. Prepare to join in the search for the lost pages of the Book of Sins. There's a small gentleman awaiting your appearance a mere page away. How innocent he looks. He's smiling as he extends his hand your way, holding the black envelope. It's up to you if you want to open it. Not me. I know better. Enjoy. Signed, Ralph Macchio. So, Doc, that's how we open up this trade paperback. And the sake of completeness and full disclosure, uh, this is what I read. Of course, Doc, being the insatiable comics fan that you are, this wasn't quite enough for you. And you went the full-blown completest route. So, kids, you've come to expect this from us. We're going to cover both experiences. You know, it's like when I was reading the list that we originally put together, It was it's a great list. You can you can read that and you, you get enough. But I kept coming across different things like, oh, how does, uh, for example, how does Spider-Woman, how does she figure into this? Wait, uh, Wanda, why is she so uh, heavy into this? And, and I just had so many questions that I just started on one-off, one-offs trying to figure out what, where that one piece of info came from. And then, you know, before I know it, I was down the rabbit hole and I'm reading absolutely everything <laughs> that had a dark hole, basically did a dark hole search and anything that popped up, I was, I threw it on my reading list. Glad, I'm really glad I did because you get a really great history of Darkhold and, you know, where the MCU and their TV shows are going and everything that I just read and everything that you just said, too, uh, in, uh, in Machio's uh, intro, it really feels to me like we could get Darkhold is going to be the next Thanos. He's going to be the next, this Darkhold could be the big bad of the next phase of the uh, MCU, which could be really, really interesting because it's a concept and not an actual person. I think it's I think it's really exciting where the MCU could be going. Um, with all these little dot like at the end of externals and everything like that. So it's uh, I'm really, really looking forward to see where it all goes. Doc, you bring up an excellent point there. And what I'd like to highlight from that is the Darkhold is an object here, but it's a gateway. And we're talking Cathan. And we're talking 
basically Lovecraftian elder gods and a world that have been renamed so as not to bring on lawsuits from the Lovecraft estate and Arkham. Okay. But, but, but this truly is Marvel's way in which to bring all of those Lovecraftian horror elements into the Marvel Universe. I think they did it very adeptly in the 60s and 70s, and then as time has progressed, they've gone back and mined the Dark Hold, and to great effect in the 90s, when we had that huge explosion of vampire mania happening in the 90s. Of course, it would start brewing up in the 80s, but really come to a head in the 90s in popularity. That's when this series, Darkhold, A Book of Sins, along with the Midnight Sun series, took flight. This all has been an incredible source to fuel this darker side, this extra-dimensional side, this multi-dimensional side, this multiverse. And this is essentially for Marvel what DC developed over on their Justice League dark side of the house. So you have over on the Marvel side of the house, Blade, you've got... Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, all sorts of beings, including Dracula here, that exist in that world. You could, you, you, they've even looped Doctor Doom into this world, as well as many others, Scarlet Witch, and have a very robust horror element to the MCU. Now, Doc, what I'd like to do, because I know it's always difficult talking about oneself, is I want to remind our listeners about your background as a serious historian of horror history and your love for the genre and also of Lovecraftian horror, that you are the author of Horror in the Clouds, which is a Lovecraftian-style horror tale that has been published. And if I can go right now, kids, over to Amazon and purchase that. In addition, you have run the Anything Horror blog for quite a long time. And from the time in which I've known you, you you've been a devotee to having Fangoria magazine and following the horror genre. So I don't think there is a better qualified kid to be here doing Diagnosis Multiverse, which of course is your show, but in particular talking about horror than you. So with that said, I you can see where your appetite went once you sunk your teeth into the dark hold and then went this completest route in looking at, wait a second, where all has this book touched the Marvel universe and then by association, the multiverse? I was really, really, really surprised. You know, when I was uh, in 80s and 90s, my and when I was reading Marvel, I was pretty much just reading X-Men, the New Mutants, and that whole side of the, of the, uh, of the Marvel universe. Really, I had no idea what a strong and what a uh, prevalent uh, horror element is that that was running through some of their other titles, and um, really had no idea. I thought that you know Doctor Strange was more into like the fantasy and the mystic, which of course he is. But then also that that really strong har um, horror element that that went through, and then looking at just how prevalent this Darkhold is. I mean, that pops up everywhere. It's not just being used as like a cheap B kind of device. It's 
prevalent that from what I found from doing this extensive reading list is the story of the Darkhold stays the same. Some of the some of the of the smaller elements about the the lore of the Darkhold they might change a little bit, but the the, the kernel of it is it stayed that way since since the 1970s all the way up through the Midnight Suns and all that, which I thought was really cool. And they did their own. You know, separate writers would add their own to it, incorporate you know the X Men into it at one point, and and different things. And I thought it was and the Avengers and stuff. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was really well done how they did it. And it was, uh, it was just super exciting to see all this kind of gel and just come together in one big story arc. <laughs> yeah, Doc, it, it really does begin to weave a very epic story arc. And to give our kids, fellow kids, and listeners out there an idea of how the Darkhold has permeated through various Marvel series. I'm just going to run down the titles of series that the Darkhold touched that you read. Now, this alone, and I'm sure this isn't all of them, but but this is a lot of them. So, Strange Tales, go figure. I mean, that's the anthology series that Doctor Strange originated in. Then, Doctor Strange, his name book. That makes sense. Marvel Spotlight, Okay, sure, I could see that. That that can go across different superheroes and different series and literally shine a light, a spotlight, a Marvel spotlight on what's going on. Then, of course, Werewolf by Night, and we're very familiar with the Jack Russell character, having covered him before as a comic book character of the month previously during Halloween Horror Month. Tomb of Dracula, okay, that makes sense. Then Marvel Chillers, ooh, wait a second. One of those horror series that was developed in the 70s. The Amazing Spider-Man Annual, X-Men Annual, Web of Spider-Man Annual, Avengers, and Dracula Lives, Thor, Back to Doctor Strange again, Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, and as I'm scrolling through here, a lot of Doctor Strange as an anchoring character, which completely makes sense, because right now the MCU is utilizing Doctor Strange like that. I mean, we saw in the initial first four phases within the MCU, Iron Man being that unifying figure, being a leader of the Avengers. Now I'm sensing Doctor Strange being an anchoring figure there, as at least as it relates to all things extra-dimensional and Earth. And then, of course, I'm sure that Captain Marvel is going to have her place as a central anchoring figure in all things alien and outer space and cosmic. Then in the 90s, we had the Rise of the Midnight Suns crossover event. So we begin to have Ghost Rider and Morbius the Living Vampire. Of course, Dark Hole Pages from the Book of Sins is launched. Night Stalkers. And it really gets crazy here, Doc, where you start to see the Dark Hold come into every one of the larger horror series that Marvel would reintroduce in the 90s and then into this next millennium. There was absolutely no doubt that this was uh, this was calculated. This wasn't an accident that they found, hey, you know, we've been doing this so far. Why don't we just move ahead with it? It seems like this is exactly the direction they wanted to take the Darkhold and put it into these, you know, starting with that Darkhold series. I think that was 13, am I correct? 13 or 16 issues? 16 issues and then you know and then scattered into that and that's that's what my reading list and we will have this available for everybody to check out as well that i divided that up into the actual order so i didn't just read all of darkhold first and then go through these different midnight suns crossovers i put the crossovers through so you'll see like you know it'll be a couple issues of darkhold that are kind of one-offs um i almost feel like the little 
like the little evil dwarf guy that was giving everybody the uh, envelopes. I thought that was like a pretty cool, like they could have just set that series up like a, kind of like a Twilight Zone where what bizarre is going to happen today when somebody opens up their envelope and the dark hole grants them a wish. So it was kind of cool that way, but then they, they definitely opened up the scope and they added the dark hold into the actual reading list of, or I'm sorry, into the story of, of the, the bigger story of dark hold. So, and so there's three main crossover events with uh, starting in there, and I kind of divide that up. And it was it was really great. It's how all these pieces just fit together, and we, we still that that narrative of the dark hold really comes through strong. You don't lose. Sometimes they don't always talk about the dark hold, but as soon as you're reading, you're like ah. Darkhold's behind this. That's going to be that's going to be clear. It really is. And I thought at the very very last thing I read was that um, Doctor Strange, the 1988 one, number 90. This kind of puts a, puts to bed everything from the Darkhold series and kind of a lot of that we were that that was building up. And I thought it was a really cool issue. Kind of tied everything up with a bow, but that bow could easily be pulled open again if they wanted to add more to the story. Doc. It's funny, when you mentioned Twilight Zone or something of that nature, I immediately, when I saw that guy with the envelope, thought Twin Peaks. I thought it was very David Lynchian of an image there of this this guy coming in and, and delivering that. So it, it it had the horror elements, yes, but it also had the, the, the weird elements to it, too. Very pulpy. It really reminded me of some of the works that we read of the early EC comics, you know, kind of had that flavor element to it, which I loved. I thought it was great from that standpoint. Now, as a premise, the recovery of these pages, I think that's quite clever because that's a wonderful device to be able to tell a diverse set of tales based on what different pages were being recovered. I enjoyed that element. That was very, very cool. It also then allowed us to bring in different characters from the Marvel Universe to then participate in this. We have a mechanism for a quest, which that's always of an epic and grand nature. We have now the ability to rope in other characters. We have a unifying force that will allow a diverse set of Marvel characters to be able to participate. First and foremost, anyone attracted to extra-dimensional magic in the occult, so your Blades, your Ghost Riders, Dracula, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, anyone dealing in that realm. Yeah, I'm going to invoke the name Mephisto. Why not? You know, he'll eventually show up somewhere in all of this. You know, you know, punchlines alone from all of the fandom out there who was watching WandaVision and it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. It, the power of social media and how that fuels all that. So I just digress there. Let me, let's get back on track. So Doc, when we're talking the dark hold here, what central themes were you able to pluck out of your reads of the dark hole that we may see come to life here within the Marvel cinematic universe as we blow open the multiverse. What, what powerful themes can be had out of the Darkhold? I think they can kind of use the Darkhold like they do the multiverse. They can they could just open everything up because the, the, the Darkhold, it holds basically all the evil that can be in the world are found within those pages of the Darkhold. 
it's indestructible. It's impervious to fire as they've tried over the years to burn it. And then of course scatter the pages. Maureen Le Fay, she's the one that brought it all together into one book and everything. But it's, uh, I think they could, they're really going to look at some things like, you know, they might leave the whole, because we really don't have Submariner quite yet. Origin of the, uh, of the Darkhold is, you know, Atlantean elders that discovered this book was written by Cthon, and then they tried to enslave a certain people that and that created the first vampires that these Atlantean mystics wanted to enslave and they became the first first vampires so but they used the book to cast that spell so everything you know dark now in the Marvel universe we may get tied to or it may all get tied back back to the dark hole which could be you know really cool i think what i'm really excited is you know they can totally take blade and you know put blade into a new uh, a new adventure than we saw like in the first three movies which i absolutely loved but I, I there's so much more to do with blade like the midnight suns when he becomes switchblade because he actually takes a page from the dark hold and he wants to become because you know his goal is he wants to kill all undead things on supernatural things they're evil he wants to kill them all so he uses a, a page from the dark hold to turn himself into switchblade who is he's almost demonic in himself and he becomes you know because blade really doesn't have any powers per se but this, this this book or the page of the dark hold gives him powers he becomes this beast of a of a man and uh he just doesn't matter like it, it's so focused now you know because blade always had that that characteristic where he could always see the humanity in somebody even somebody who may not be 100 percent human but when he was switchblade if you were supernatural or you or he thought you were bad boom he dispatched of you easily and quickly so you know he lost his humanity in a way and uh and so that was an interesting little tie that i'd love to see something like that you know take place in like a blade tv show or something but there's so much they can do with it and uh, all these characters let's reintroduce ghost rider the right way into the mcu because i was never um a huge ghost rider fan until i started reading more about him and now i'm like wow he's not he hasn't been utilized at all in the movies he, he was never really you know portrayed correctly so it's like there's so much they can do with some of these characters again be awesome to see it really go in that dark direction it would absolutely be fantastic to see it go in that dark direction and i'm hoping because i think one of the few here who saw the morbius film i, I thoroughly enjoyed that film and i know that's sony marvel Vice, Disney, Marvel, but hold on. This is all going to be interconnected here. We, we are going to see Morbius involved and Blade being involved. And the Darkhold, again, can be one of those unifying factors for bringing everyone together here on some of these team-up films. I, I think, Doc, it is inevitable if Multiverse of Madness is well-received that we're going to get a Midnight Suns film. And I will be there opening night for that one because that could be absolutely spectacular. And the dark hole playing a central part in a really compelling script for something like that. This really blows the doors open on the multiverse and the horror elements, the other dimensional elements. And Doc, you brought up a great point with invoking the Submariner and Namor. Uh, Namor's coming, folks. That that earthquake that ocean quake off the coast of africa that was a signal that you we are going to get namor we are going to see atlanteans here and that tie in to vampiric elements within the dark hold and that enslavement and everything that bring that can loop namor 
into this also. So I think the possibilities are limitless. And then I'll also add one more too. I, I had mentioned as we were reading the Ralph Macchio encapsulation, that introduction to this trade paperback of the Darkhold, the book Sins, that Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, Whitman's family goes all the way back to and is related to the court of King Arthur. So that then brings in Morgan Le Fay. Well, if we're talking the Black Knight, we're talking the Dark Blade, then we heard the voice of Marshal Ali's blade at that end sequence, that mid-credits cut sequence in The Eternals. We already have now the these horror elements that are brewing on the sides to then participate in anything and everything Darkhold-centric. Indeed, I was really excited with that whole, with the Black Knight at the end and hearing Blade. And it is, they're not, they're not pushing it too hard quite yet. They're, I think they're seeing, you know, I don't think, unfortunately, Morbius wasn't, what do you call it, like, not accepted, but um, people didn't really endear themselves to the character as much as probably Marvel hoped. But, you know, there's a couple things that it did kind of break the mold of the typical Marvel character and movie. And I think people are also wondering, well, how, how does this character, you know, what is this character going to have to do with the MCU? So I think people have to be a little bit of pa- little patience. And I think the MCU has earned people's patience because uh, I don't think they've taken a wrong step yet. Probably for me, like the, and we've talked about many times, it's like, yeah, the movies do get a little bit formulaic after a while. But as far as the ideas coming together, like various ideas from different movies and plots and even the TV shows, they always gel together. And I, there is there is a vision there. And I think it's, it's worth giving them the benefit of the doubt that I think Morbius is just you know, another introduction into uh, this this aspect. Because who knows, maybe maybe Cathan will be the big bad in, you know, in one of the movies and not just the dark, the dark hold, which could be really cool on its own. Who wouldn't want to see an elder god, earthly superheroes fighting an elder god? I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> so it's I think there's a lot of really cool things they could do with it. All the seeds are there. We just got to see how they start to germinate. Yeah, Doc, and I will go on record right now and saying that I believe the Morbius film will age well over time. As more is revealed with regard to the significance of Michael Morbius in the MCU and the role that he can play in the multiverse and the fact that we had the end sequence the way it was with Vulture in there. Already is hearkening to, okay, we're in one of the Earths within Marvel, and we are going to get cross-dimensional travel happening now. And we'll cover that cross-dimensional traffic a little more in depth in our second installment here of Multiverse of Madness in support of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness when we cover the Illuminati. Now, Doc, in wrapping up our discussion here of The Dark Hold, you are a Lovecraft scholar, not not by formal trade, but you do have a, a doctrine in philosophy, and you are a horror fan, and in particular of Lovecraftian works. Draw me the parallels here, Doc, between the Dark Hold and the Necronomicon, the similarities 
and if there are any differences here that Marvel imparted in order to differentiate itself. I don't think that Marvel set out to really differentiate itself too much. For for the people that were familiar with the Necronomicon, they're like, ah, well, it'll make the connections because it's kind of there. And it's, I mean, that is, the, the Darkhold is, you know, Marvel's Book of the Dead, basically. It's not just for raising the dead. The spells are in there for that. But there's, like I, like I mentioned earlier, the spells for basically everything evil. It's almost like DC's Pandora box. Everything that's evil in the world, you can be found in those pages. That's where one of the really big um, arcs was talking about the Montessi formula, where Strange discovered that there's an actual page in the Darkhold, uh, because it's all about balance with magic. It, there's always the good and the bad, the positive and the negative. And so if this book can actually cause vampirism, that means there's something else in that book that can get rid of vampirism. It's that balance of magic. And that's what Strange kind of discovers about the Darkhold. And then that, that was one of the bigger arcs that was really, really enjoyable. And we see how, because, you know, he has Hannibal King, who was bitten by a vampire. It's And they know that, you know, when once he finally is able, when Strange is able to say the formula out loud, you know, they could very well be losing one of their comrades, which is uh, Hannibal and Morbius. Because even though he's the living vampire, he's still a vampire, so they don't know exactly how it's going to affect certain people. And I think it was a really, really cool way that they saved Hannibal because he never officially drank human blood. He always resisted the urge to drink human blood. So it's almost like the vampirism didn't take 100% in his body. A little bit of a loophole and everything, a little bit of convenience because he's a great character, but I thought it worked in the confines and the uh, as the story unfolded. But I mean, this is, this is what it is. And again, they try to raise... Uh, the vampires again and i really like how dracula keeps weaving his way in and out of the darkhold storyline as well i think it's a really cool concept and i think that's what they took from lovecraft with his necronomicon that there could be this book of evil that in the right hands there could be a lot of good done with it actually but in the wrong hands it could be the end of the world and not just the world but actually the end of the multiverse too um in a sense they definitely knew their necronomicon it was like you know i know the necron the necronomicon was supposed to be uh, written in human blood on pages made of human flesh i don't think they go that far in the dark hold but it is some kind of indestructible material that they use so they don't get too grisly as far as the, what the dark hold is and it's really interesting how they brought vampires back after Doc does um, say the Montesi formula, boom, vampires are gone. And then how they bring them back, I thought was really, really cool. And you can see that, you know, people liked that that horror element so they brought them back in uh there there was a couple you know maybe a year where there was no vampires and then boom they brought them right back but everything that brings into it you know and and i will detail this in the reading list that i did for everybody because you don't have to read the whole thing to get a really good sense of it. i'm going to divide it by different arcs so you can see like the marvel spotlight and the werewolf one night you see how actually jack terrier plays a huge role or jack russell not jack terrier <laughs> Same difference, right? <laughs> that, uh, you know, Werewolf, he plays a huge, um, his family plays a huge role in the dark, in the dark hold. Because his father was the original one that was cursed with uh, Lankath, Lank, uh, can't say that word, vampire or werewolfism. <laughs> Lycanthropy, thank you. 
Jack tr is trying to use the Darkhold himself in certain some arcs to get rid of it, and sometimes it blows up in his face because he doesn't understand this book is not meant for mere mortals to control its power. Always, it's like I said, like that Pandora's box. Things go wrong when when human beings try to use it. So it's it's really it's it's a really awesome device. I thought that they developed, and I think they used it really really well. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I think the comparisons with ne Necronomicon are 100 accurate. There's a lot of similar, you know uses that it's used for for that just that darkness and uh, that it was written by an elder god who was banished after you know he wrote this because it was too powerful and and things like that and as soon as humans got their hands on it they just messed everything up so it's uh it's kind of very similar to the necronomicon <laughs> doc brilliant brilliant summary there and i love that compare and contrast because i think this will serve marvel well not only in doctor strange but we first had the reveal in the Marvel Cinematic Universe here, or the Marvel Universe, of the Darkhold in WandaVision. We know right now that Wanda is trying to get her twin boys back and perhaps has fully digested the contents very quickly of that book, trying to find magic that will bring them back and make her whole again. This is going to be fascinating to see how this book plays a central role in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, and how it will continue to expand or open up the extra-dimensional doors of the Marvel Multiverse. So, Doc, I want to thank you for coming in and reviewing The Darkhold. And again, kids, we will publish Doc's extensive reading list, and I would encourage everyone to read the trade paperback, The Dark Old Book of Sins, because that is a fantastic collection of core elements here to really get you immersed into the power of what The Dark Hold will be bringing to the MCU. This universe, this universe is only one of an infinite number. Mr. Strange. Vast multiverse. Stephen Strange, your reckoning is long overdue. Strange! Diagnosis Multiverse.